What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott, coming at you from the last American Vagabond Studios here in historic Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, boy. We got a fantastic episode for you guys tonight. I'm really excited. Uh, you know, I, I want to take a few minutes, though, before we get too far into it. And our uh, gracious guest, Corey, is chilling in the green room right now, just hanging back, just uh, uh, you know, having a having a sip of coffee or whatever he's doing back there. And uh, I asked him if he could just bear with me for just a minute because I got a couple extra things that I need to go over with you guys real quick. We got some really cool stuff in the works and uh, we got some really cool announcements here. So the first first thing I want to announce, though, just as always, if you're new to the show or uh, if you're looking to support or follow the show, please head over to rebunked.news. There'll be a little window that pops up for you to sign up for the email list. That way you get a notification. All of you that are on the email list just got an email about 10 minutes ago saying I'm about to go live. So if you're on that list, you'll get those notifications. Um, as you scroll down, you'll see all the various different ways to support and follow the show. Right at the top is the t-shirt shop. And so uh, Big Frog T-shirts in Beaverton, Oregon. Shout out to Ryan and the team over there. They're a liberty-minded t-shirt shop in the heart of, you know, commie Portland. Oh, he added a women's tee. All right. I, that's that's cool. So we got the women's tee logo shirt there. Couple new designs. We got this one here. Uh, this has got any new conspiracy theories. All my old ones came true. Classic little uh, line, but with our own little spin. And then uh, uh, Lisa sent us this design COVID Kool Aid Man, right? So go pick up a t shirt and uh, a few other designs. You guys have heard me talk about it before. Compliance is violence. Can't depopulate an idea. I see false flags. You know, might as well get yourself an I see false flag shirt for all the nonsense that's coming up here probably in the next few weeks. So, you know. Wouldn't it be epic to be caught in a false flag wearing an icy false flag shirt? I mean, come on. How awesome would that be? So anyway, uh, yeah, so great way to support the show and support uh, Big Frog T-shirts in Beaverton, Oregon. Um, we got the Give, Send, Go up. Give, Send, Go forward slash Rebunked. Got the Subscribe Star, subscribestar.com slash Rebunked. Just a couple different ways you can jump in and support the show on a one-time or ongoing basis. And another great way to support the show, and something that I'm very proud and excited to announce, is that... We have launched, we as in uh, The Last American Vagabond, which I am now officially working for The Last American Vagabond, you guys. How cool is that? So crazy. And so uh, my project is uh, we have been, we launched The Last American Vagabond Substack. I'm kind of pioneering, spearheading that project. Uh, we're going to have, you know, Ryan's a contributor. Like he does a lot of work with this, but uh, I just produced this little documentary. It's like a five minute little piece on how the US, this US company called PredictWise, a Rothschild backed company uh use their technology to give about 100 million u.s citizens a covid a score on how compliant or non-compliant you were with covid measures by surveilling your cell phone data which is just insane so i made a little five minute documentary about that exclusively on the t-lab substack so go to tlavagabond.substack.com there's a few other posts that are up right now great way to follow and support um all the work that's going on at t-lab um, it's just going to be, yeah, we got some big plans and big things going on here. In addition to, uh, there's a couple different like subscription levels. One of them was going to be just, uh, I'm going to be hosting like a round table discussion group every couple of weeks with the T lab subscribers. And then, uh, the founding member level will actually be able to be involved in a Q and a with Ryan once a month. So that's a great, uh, awesome way to support the show.
last thing I want to shout out. Uh, so I got this shirt. You may notice right here. It says, fuck the music industry. Just do it yourself. You might remember this from uh, Camelia Brennan, who was on a couple of weeks ago. She runs the Music for All website, and uh, she hooked me up with this shirt. I just want to let you guys know. So musicforall.club, there's a link to the interview that we did. She's doing awesome work here, you guys. Like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, but just look at all that she, she does her podcast and, uh, you know, is just doing a lot of work to help support uh, independent music creators. So um, definitely go check out her work. And then if you go to her website at the top, the MFA Music for All shop, you can get your own little fuck the music industry T-shirt with all the different music related psyops on there. John Lennon, Federal Asset, CIA killed Bob Marley, Kurt Cobain didn't kill himself, Paul McCartney isn't dead. Bam. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always want to be that guy that wears like the black with the white lettering, like heavy metal shirts. Like, I've never been that guy with like the crazy, like the monster skulls and flames. You know what I mean? I'm like, I was going to cut the sleeves off of this shirt before the interview, but I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite that guy yet. I think I need to get a few more of these shirts in my collection, you know, and then maybe I could be that guy. Maybe some Dickies and some Converse, and then maybe I could be that guy. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe a few more tattoos, but uh, you guys go support Camellia over at uh, musicforall.club. All right. Uh, long-winded introduction, you guys. And without further ado, I'm going to bring in the man here, Corey. Corey, what's going on? Corey Haig, how are you doing, man? How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for your patience there while we got all the business out of the way. I really appreciate it. No, it was all very cool. It's okay yeah. to listen to commercials and advertisements that actually support our well-being and our advancement as uh, as uh, the truther crowd. And, um, you know, it's actually good to, to be a part of that. I actually wrote down a lot of the stuff that you mentioned there. I'm going to check oh, it cool. out later. Awesome, man. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, I think it's useful stuff, man. I don't want to, like, be out here shilling, like, things that I don't fundamentally believe in. And that's all good stuff. Like, Camellia's doing awesome work. I know, obviously, Ryan's doing amazing work. And just to be a part of that, dude, I'm just so honored and grateful. So... But let's talk about what you got going on, man. So you were on the show a few months ago. I think you were like one of my first people I've had on the show since I when I moved to Nashville. Like I, that was like right after I moved here, wasn't it? I think so. I, I'm remembering you said you had just moved there, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so uh, so you had just like we we got connected through social media. You're like, man, I just made I just uh, wrote this book, and I'm like, whoa, dude. I'm just always fascinated by people who actually take the time, sit down and write books, man. And so you knew you were gracious enough to send me a copy. So we talked a lot about it last time. I'd love to get back into it a little bit here. It's called Unveiling a Better World. Uh, such a cool little picture here. It's kind of kind of sinister, but it's like, you know, we're unveiling a better world. So t tell us again, just give me a, give us a reminder, quick overview. What the heck is this book about? So the book goes through a history of the United States that really focuses on this country and it goes through a hist our, our history, you know, and it, it talks about a lot of the factors before we became a country, before the colonies even existed that developed, especially, you know, economics and, and governmental uh, institutions like legal institutions that, that uh, helped promote the idea of this country. And then, um, so I go through the history of how this country was created um, and all the influences and events, major things that uh, occurred up until today. Um, and I go through and I section different um, different areas of our society. So I, I, I talk about, uh, you know, the government. I talk about healthcare, I talk about our economics. I talk about um, I give a lot of a lot of time at the end of the book toward um, uh, two way rights and yeah, yeah, yeah. why we why we have guns and why why we need to keep them. And um, and then also why we, you know, if we had to have a revolution, what that might look like. And I go in there pretty explicitly. Um, 
though I got to say, I hope that that never happens and that we exactly. can uh, just, you know, all become farmers again, live peacefully. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's really cool. I, I love, uh, I, I just love your matter of fact approach to it. In fact, right here, here's the, here's one of the, the chapters theory and methodology behind a possible militaristic takeover of the nation. So there you go, you guys, if you want the, the nitty gritty, usually you have to go to like uh, anarchist like campouts and get like trade some silver for one of these types of books. You know what I mean? Like super under, down low, you know what I mean? But uh, you can get one right here at uh, where, where, they, where can they get a copy of it? Uh, you can get it all over the place. I mean, you can if you're looking for an electronic copy, if you're that type, you can get it on uh, Amazon. If you got the Kindle thing, you can get you can read it for free if you have uh, the Kindle Unlimited. Oh, nice. Um, if you're not about Amazon, which I'm not so much either, um, you can find it at innumerable other stores. I mean, if you just look up the title, you can get on Barnes and Noble or whatever. But um, but you can also purchase it on my website, www.coreyhaley.com. You can also purchase it coming up soon. You can purchase it at the Liberty Uncensored NP.com. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, well, so here, dude, what's your website? C-O-R-E-Y-H-A-A-G.com, right? Yep. Dude, it's coming up. This site cannot be reached. Dude, I don't know pull it up right now. Have you had issues with it before? I, I, I have been having issues with the, the, um, dns with my my server it's been on and off i don't know i'm trying to get it figured out though yeah that's so weird because i pulled it up right before we were talking here and then there's something weird going on with it every other day it it's yeah. it's having something go off and i don't know what okay weird so well okay so we'll we'll uh i mean the links are in the description guys so if you want to click or it sounds like you know you can get it through some of these other third party uh, sites but um links are in the descriptions go go check it out um, yeah, man. Uh, thank you again for sending me the book, dude. That's really, really, really legit. Um, I just been so busy, man. Like I haven't had, I actually did read a book recently. Like I sat down and read like that whole David Icke book. Um, I had oh, him nice. on the show a few months ago and I like was determined to cram that whole book before having him on. He just dropped yeah. the book like back in August, I believe. So anyway, I just don't allow myself enough time to read, dude. Like I, that's something I really want to get back into, but it's like, there's so many other things too that I'm juggling. So like you said, you like to stay busy. So Yep. We, uh, you reached out to me, what was it, a few couple of weeks ago? And you're like, dude, I got yeah. a new project I'm working on. And you started breaking it down for him. Like, whoa, that sounds so awesome. And we're definitely going to get, going to get into some of that. And, uh, and we were just talking, I'm like, well, what else do you want to talk about? And you're like microwave radiation warfare. And I'm like, okay, interesting. Interesting. I've never covered that on the show on either one of the shows I produced, uh, this one or Truthzilla, And, uh, and you're like, yeah, I'm kind of an expert on it. Like, uh, I, I, I speak on it. I tour on it. Like, and I'm like, whoa, okay, well then let's, let's get into that. You know what I mean? That sounds fantastic. And this is going to be a really good episode that kind of encapsulates how I like to approach things. I like to do like 60% solutions and 40% like nitty gritty, like what's going on in the world. Maybe 80, 20 on a good day. Ideally like 80% solutions, 20% like nonsense. Right. But but if we if we can do it, we can get in the muck and tangle it out and figure out what's going on in the world. That's good, but offer some solutions as well. And then and then you also mentioned you want to get into some of that stuff. And plus your big project, which there's a link right there, Liberty Uncensored. Uh, we'll unpack that here in a little bit. But you guys, if if uh, this is going old old school, Corey's taking it old school, man, and I freaking love it. So where do you want to start? Let's let you want to talk about radiate microwave radiation warfare, and then yeah, we'll get into some of the solutions. So how yeah, did you so tell us what? Um, what your what, what kind of an overview what microwave radiation warfare is and then we'll kind of start uh digging in from there so uh 
Well, microwave radiation um, is usually misunderstood from the outset. Um, everybody has a different idea of it. I've talked with um, engineers working on cell phone towers, um, and they have no concept of uh, the actual technology that they're involved in. They they understand components, they understand all these different things about it, but they don't they don't have the full scope of it. So. Um, I've gotten into arguments with them where they say, no, 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 that's not science. That's not real. And, um, and at this point, the science behind the harm that comes from microwave radiation as, as is produced by the man-made technologies that we've, we've made, um, uh, is so, it's so undeniable at this point. I'm back in 2012, when I first started, uh, doing research into microwave radiation, there had been um, 6,000 peer-reviewed studies in the last 30 years up until 2012 that proved that microwave radiation causes cancer. That means the type of radiation that's emanating from your cell phone, that's coming from a cell phone tower, that's your Wi-Fi, your Bluetooth, your smart technologies, um, your baby monitors. It's, it's an endless list of things that surround us that are emanating usually constantly, even while we sleep, microwave radiation at exposure levels that are exponentially higher than what experts say is the uh, the maximum amount we should allow in our environment, even for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 2012, I, I already knew before before diving in and, and really going for it. I mean, I already knew these 6,000 studies in, in 30 years proving that microwave radiation causes cancer. So 10 years later, and I have uh, developed a, um, a methodology by which I, I talk to people about it, which most, most of the time when I hear people talking about microwave radiation, they, they seem to make it really complex um, for the layman. It's like, uh, if you haven't studied it, and if you don't know how to read research paper, like if you don't know how to read um, a scientific uh, uh, paper, you, you might not be able to understand what they're trying to tell you. And I actually just told this, um, to a, uh, a county board in Colorado here uh, that were trying to put a cell phone tower in a small town in Southern Colorado. And I just happened to be in town there when all this went down. So I went to the town board and I said, um, you know, they asked me for scientific proof that what I'm saying is true. And I said, well, are you scientists? Do you know how to read the papers? And then on top of that, when a scientist makes a determination that something is causing harm, they're going to phrase it in a way that leaves a lot of leeway for the next scientist to, to prove again what they're saying. They never say anything in these in these outright uh, yes or no kind of statements. It's um, it's more they phrase it in a way that leaves the layman in the understanding that, oh, it's as potentially harmful. So it's probably not harmful. But in the end, it's actually the opposite. What they're saying by potentially can cause cancers, they're saying we need to look into this more. But our results have shown that this is cancer causing. That's basically what these papers are, are, are saying. But um, but it can be misconstrued and especially by institutions that want it misconstrued. Um, but there's a uh, there's a website and I'll, I'll look it up and I'll share it with you where people can go and they can look at these research um, uh, all these different studies, thousands of studies, and they can go through them themselves and they can find the truth for themselves. And it's, it's about, um, everything within the field of microwave radiation, uh, man-made microwave radiation from cell phone towers to Bluetooth, to how it affects birds and bees, to humans, to trees. Uh, 
and in, in uh, what amounts. But um, well, I'll get to that. Yeah. But well, it's um, it's yeah. interesting. Well, I was just going to say, like, I, uh, you know, <laughs> I always picture like the way they characterize like 5G, for example. I always picture like they say it's like these really high frequency waves and blah, blah, blah. So I was picturing like, okay, so they, let me just pull this up here. I just added this here. So this is like the, it's kind of a visual representation of like the electromagnetic spectrum, right? And it's probably not the best illustration, but I always pictured like micro, for some reason, microwaves up here, like in like the X ray range. I always thought it was like super high either microwaves or also like cell phone technology. I pictured that was up in the range of like X-ray gamma ray type stuff, but actually it turns out. So microwaves are actually a very, a kind of a longer wave than infrared or even visible light, like right above radio, which I didn't realize. I didn't realize that at all. And, uh, and also that the, the cell phones and these, these devices are, are within that lower spectrum and actually it resonates at the same wavelength i noticed like some of these links it said like the same as like the human body so they kind of like are on the same uh wavelength as the human body i didn't realize that at all so that's crazy does that make sense am i am i am i, am I on am i kind of on the right sure the there's um there's naturally occurring microwaves in the universe um and uh, there's a lot of different applications that we can use that word. We can apply it to many different things that are happening in our physical reality. But when it comes to um, man-made microwave radiation, mm -hmm. even though it's in the non-ionizing radiation um, uh, half of the spectrum, um, it actually is potently dangerous because of the exposure rate the amplitude and magnitude of its uh, of its power, it's what we're exposed to on a daily basis. The fact that um, so people like to say that uh, oh the sun and the stars produce microwave radiation, and um, you know why why aren't we harmed by that? That's such a bigger uh, uh, exposure rate, but it's really not. The amount of microwave radiation that's that that we're being exposed to from the sun is. 0.00000001, something around there, microwatts per meter squared. The amount of exposure that we're getting by the, the set standard in the United States, which by the way is the highest in the world along with mm. India, is 10 million microwatts per meter squared from two feet away from us. I'm sitting four feet away from my uh, Wi-Fi box right now, and I'm being exposed to an, an enormous exposure um, of microwave radiation. And it's not only that, I got my phone here, I got my laptop here, and they're all, they're all irradiating me as they're actively using this technology to communicate with each other. And then not only that, there's a cell phone tower outside the window somewhere around here. There's, um, there's, if you have a child, usually have a baby monitor. Most people, baby monitors are one of the worst things out there. Wow. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're, the they're, the the exposure rate is super high, and um, Dr. Reba Goodman goes and does a, a fantastic overview. She focuses on the effects on children, and there's a ton of videos you can watch on YouTube unless they've taken them down. Um, uh, it's been some years since I, I watched these videos, but she does an extremely good exposure of. Uh, uh, of how this affects children. And uh, one of the things is a very thin skull, a very soft skull. So these baby monitors that we're putting right next to the heads of these kids is irradiating them to such a degree that 
it, it, I mean, we ask, we, you got to ask yourself why there's one in two people is going to be diagnosed being on the autism spectrum yeah. uh, by 2030. How the hell did we get there? How, how is it that 50% of the population in the United States is, uh, supposed is is expected to get cancer in their lifetime by the national cancer institute 50 percent i i and and i extrapolated what what uh their data says because they don't say anything past 10 years of surviving cancer so let's say like if you survive cancer for five years um you know the, the the amount of people who survive it after five years well they don't say after 10 years or 20 years and so i just extrapolated on the data and it's it's most people you get cancer once you can get it again very easily so the amount of cancer and autism and who knows other, all the other diseases that we have are just growing. Mm -hmm. And the, um, the question is why and when did they start and what happened at the same time and all the correlations, they all match when we started using microwave radiation technology, man-made technology uh, uh, um, with microwave radiation in households, cell phone towers, and put in the more dense it's in our, in our environment, the faster the rate of our illness. So like you, you showed that uh, diagram, they, they like to separate things and categorize things in all these ways. But if you break it down, we're talking about the light spectrum is um, very long or the, 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 our entire light spectrum is long waves turning into short waves. If you eliminate everything except for this, this red line on this orange field right here. Yeah. And if you were to put a, a, a graphically put this under uh, time. So the more time that you are exposed to the same wavelength of radiation, if you were to increase or decrease that time, the exposure would both increase and decrease in its effect on the body. So like X-ray or let's talk about gamma rays, gamma rays, are extremely small wavelengths and they cut and uh, gamma rays and x-rays cut through your covalent bonds that hold your your uh, dna together now when it cuts through your 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 bonds you die that's why people who are exposed to gamma rays they die like instantly and when you're exposed to x-rays it might be a little bit slower but you still are going to you could develop cancer in the spot where you were x-rayed or or where you're exposed to x-rays if it's a very large amount of x-rays or or higher um, magnitude or amplitude you can be um uh harmed varying dependent on the on, on those factors and it's the same thing as we go down the line it's just longer wavelengths so it's, it takes longer time being exposed to that wavelength to have a similar effect now ionizing radiation the, the gamma rays and x-rays, they cut through covalent bonds. Non-ionizing radiation cannot cut your covalent bonds. The wavelengths are too long. So what it does, the, the effect of it is more like um, wearing down your immune system. Mm. So the longer it's in, you're in contact with these fields, the longer it's wearing on your body, creating a stress. Now, everything that is that we call illness, is it stems from stressors. Uh, you know, you drink alcohol, you stress your liver, yeah. you, um, you smoke, you stress your lungs, your oxygen, um, to your brain, all these different things. You, you, you chew tobacco, you're stressing the, the gums and the mouth, all that stuff. So yeah, it's like, it's like, I heard, like I saw a meme and it's such a good point, man. It's such a good point. Like we're going into this, uh, time of year that's kicks off with Halloween, right? Where we just like overload with candy and junk food. And then we have 
Thanksgiving where we're just eating, you know, just, you know, maybe not the, you know, fattening, just bleh, pies, cakes, and then you go into Christmas and like candy and just like nonsense. So it's like three months of just engorging ourselves with just like horrible, awful, sugary food. And we also call it uh, cold and flu season. So everyone's getting sick around the same time that it's like culturally uh, a part of our culture where we just ingest just horrendous amounts of food for three months straight. Right. And maybe there's a correlation there. So yeah, we're, we're, we're already super sedentary people. We're, we're yeah. so sedentary. And then the winter comes around. We just become more sedentary. Yeah. Sedentary. We're sitting in front of the fire, eating as much as you can. Dude, maybe and, uh, all these holidays are just a conspiracy to keep us sick. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Like there, there was no, there probably wasn't even any pilgrims. Like there wasn't even any pilgrims. They were just sitting around a table and they're like, okay, we need to like keep these fuckers sick. Through October and November. Okay, well, how about the pilgrims and the Indians got together? And now they have to eat like a uh, pumpkin pie, right? That's it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then they and then they just learned how to do it better by increasing the, the amount of uh, processed sugars and yeah. all the other crap that they put in there. Yep. But um, yeah, so basically, you know, yeah, it's it's like AIDS. Mm -hmm. When you get AIDS, you don't die from AIDS. Mm -hmm. You get AIDS, your immune system is worn down, and then at some point you get a cut that gets infected and you die from your infection. Mm -hmm. Well, in the same way, electromagnetic radiation on the non-ionizing spectrum within, in, within the microwave radiation, especially in the, in the air, in the, in the, the frequency of microwave radiation that they use for these technologies, which is the, the, the lowest end. So um, the smallest wavelength. So when you're constantly exposed to this, your body reacts as if it's uh, afraid or in stress constantly. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's a there's a conference held every two, three years somewhere in different places around the world where experts in the field of microwave radiation and, and surrounding fields that come together and they talk about this and they try to determine what the safe standards are. Well, I believe it was 2006. They held the biobiologique in Austria. And at the biobiologique, they found that 0 0.01 microwatts per meter squared was the maximum exposure rate you should have when you're sleeping. Mm. No, no, no. It's 0 0.03. 0 0.03 microwatts per meter squared when you're sleeping. And it was 0.1 microwatts per meter squared when you're awake. Our standard in the United States is 10 million microwatts per meter squared. So the exposure rate, the allowance rate of how, how much this radiation is allowed, allowed to pass through our skin is so high that it's, it's, it's so high above these, these expert opinions that it's unbelievable that that notice hasn't been taken of this, but it hasn't been taken. And, um, and it's not that they're not aware People have contacted all the different communications uh, businesses and regulatory agencies and nothing ever comes from it. So then we must ask ourselves if this is causing harm to us. We know that it's causing harm. There's proof of it. Explicit and, and, and huge amounts of proof. Then why are we still doing this? Why is it that we're only increasing our exposure? And that that implies an agenda, a willful agenda to continue doing something when you know that it already causes harm. And, you know, in, in the amount of time that I spend looking at this, it's more than an implication. It's a, a, a direct 
result of time and time and again, events showing me that it's part of an agenda to blanket the entire country in microwave radiation. There's a uh, document that was that uh, came out and I don't know the truth of um, I don't know the truth of the document. I don't know the truth of the person game came out with it, but it's called um, Quiet Weapons for Silent Wars. You ever seen that? that silent one? Weapons for Quiet Wars. Or silent maybe. Weapons for Quiet Wars. Well, I know that and, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. I know that's that old, uh, you know, you know, semi-controversial book or publication. Like it's kind of like dubious origins. Like some say it's a hoax. Some say, yeah. you know, and that's the started off like the first chapter of Bill Cooper's Behold a Pale Horse. They made a film adaptation of it. I wasn't aware of that. Huh. I don't know no, about no, that. I, don't one. Know, I, was, I thought I thought you said uh, there's a film or a documentary. No, 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 no. This is this is just document. a document. That document. Came out. Okay, I thought you said documentary. I'm like, dude, hey, Corey, bro, we need to make a documentary. Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Kind of break that thing down. We could. Oh, we could do it. Oh, we're gonna have yeah. to somehow somehow. Probably the two two of the busiest guys in the independent media here. I don't know how <laughs> we're gonna figure it out, but anyway. We'll, we'll put a pin in that. Remember that one. So anyway, yeah. yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Break it down. So, um, so this, this document came out and, um, and it, it exposed the, um, the project that is the U S government, the CIA, et cetera, are trying to create a blanketed microwave radiation field, like, a, like one giant band of microwave radiation covering the United States to prevent cyber attacks from other countries as we develop more and more intelligent ways to um, to attack each other using microwave radiation. Um, and as you'll see, if you read my book in the, um, I think it's in the technology area, uh, uh, technology chapter, there's uh, a list of um, different technologies that have been patented. And it's crazy to think of that these are real but I have seen year after year after year, some of these are from the 70s, some of these are from the 90s, early 2000s, year after year after year, I see them coming out and say, oh, we have this technology that can do this crazy thing. And I go, oh, hang on, I know that patent's been out for 20, 30 years. Yeah. So what, you know, the government bought it, what are they doing with it? Uh, people said harp was fake for forever. Harp, harp is absolutely real. It's come out uh, a long time ago and said, yes, our, I, if you look at the patent for harp, the entire mission statement is that uh, we're going to use uh, microwave radiation to affect the ionosphere, to affect weather for the purposes of modifying the weather. And now it's not just harp. Now we have chemtrails, which are spraying heavy metals into the, uh, into the air. Um, which leach into our soil, but before they get there, those heavy metals, while they're in the air and mixed with the moisture in the air, are able to be influenced by microwave radiation very strongly to create some sort of patterns in our sky that are doing something to our weather system. And we all know this at this point, but people didn't, people said, no, it's not real 20 years ago, but it was absolutely real. And it was doing the same thing. It was, it's not, I don't, you know, they say it's not active anymore. Like they say, um, a lot of things aren't active. I think these things just keep going. They yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, games with us, but uh, yeah, we stopped eugenics back in whatever, like the right, right. And we stopped, we stopped uh, MK Ultra. That came to a screeching halt in the 1970s. And right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you know, and then in flu shots, flu shots are the only shots today that still have mercury in them, um, and the amount of mercury that's in these flu shots unless they changed it yesterday is 300 
uh, is, is the amount for a 300 pound man that give these flu shots to newborn babies. And everybody's got a certain level of heavy metals in their body. If you eat lettuce, you're going to have a certain amount of heavy metals in your body because the shit they spray from the, from the chemtrails leaches into the, uh, some of these uh, foods that we eat worse than some, than other foods. But um, we all have heavy metals inside of our body. And especially these heavy metals, they, they coalesce around the soft tissues of our body, especially the liver and the pineal gland. Those are the most important in my mind. Mm-hmm. The pineal gland, our spiritual center, our awareness of, of self, um, um, our ability to uh, get kind of outside of our head, inside of our head. And then our liver, our ability to process out toxins. And then we eat all sorts of shit and we, you know, we're, we're so lazy. We don't, we don't exercise. We don't, we're <laughs> real problems. Um, but um, all these things combined and then we go back, we're in our home, we're at our work, we're driving the car down the highway, wherever we go, we're influenced by microwave radiation, which has a strong pull on these heavy metals that are inside of the fluids of our body. Yeah. Here, I want to back you up. I want to back you up right here. We'll we'll remember that. So this is on the CDC website, cdc.gov slash vaccine slash vaccine safety slash concerns thimerosal. So thimerosal, that is a kind of a synonymous with mercury. So when we're talking about mercury in vaccines, the Marisol is typically, they say, is a vaccine additive uh, adjuvant, right? This is like what stimulates an immune response in your body. As you scroll down here, look at this. Some of this stuff is crazy. It says, uh, why do people worry about the Marisol and vaccines? Like, oh, my God, why do they worry about it? <laughs> well, you may have heard that the Marisol has mercury in it. Not all types of mercury are the same. Some types of mercury, like mercury and some kinds of fish stay in the body, blah, 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 blah. So the is a different kind of mercury. So don't worry. <laughs> it's, been, it's been it's been used safely in vaccines yeah. since the 30s yes yes it is very safe it's been i mean it's, it's it's very safe and the only source we have for that is that it's been used for a long time we've been using it for a very long time so therefore it's safe scientists have been studying the use of the vaccine they haven't found any evidence that the causes harm because you haven't been doing the studies because that's a lie you haven't been doing the the, the like compared one vaccine to another you've never done that study before i know that for a fact is thimerosal still okay? Look at this. This is this is a straw man question that they put right here. Is thimerosal still used in vaccines for children? No, thimerosal has not been used in vaccines for children since 2001. However, thimerosal is still used in some flu vaccines. So there you go. Just like you said, bam, still used back uh, mercury in the flu vaccine. So if you're still getting flu vaccines, I don't know what to tell you. Does thimerosal cause autism? No, research does not show any link between thimerosal and autism. What research? Well, what also, reason? also going going back to this, uh, is it used in children thing? I don't believe that 2001. I don't think there's any accuracy to that because people have uh, because there's been a huge amount of legal arguments over whether or not to give these vaccines to children because of the mercury past 2001. So, yeah. um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they refer to when they say all these things, but it's the same yeah. thing that like when, when I look at the National Cancer Institute, it's the same kind of thing where they, they say things that probably they can get away with. Yeah, it's by, all very phrasing uh, it in a certain way. But yeah. when you actually look into it, it's like like the thing about after five years, how many people survive cancer? And, and then they use that to run their statistics of survivability of cancer with chemotherapy and everything. But when yeah. you extrapolate on the data, because they don't provide any, and there's not really a private institution that provides any past 10 years, when you extrapolate on it, it shows that there's a huge amount. I mean, it's, it, it, it's so enormous a number that 
you know, again, it just, it's mind blowing that, that nobody has, nobody talks about this. Nobody talks about how how many can't, how many cancer patients there are in the United States. They say how bad it is, how we should give money to charities, helping it, how we should look for a cure for cancer, all this stuff. But, um, but it's just crazy that half of us are expected to have cancer in our lifetime. And, and that's coming from a 2015 statistic from the national cancer Institute. Yeah. Yeah. So how many of us are going to survive that after 10 years? That's a different thing. And, and you'll see it yeah. in my book. If you read it, the, the, the statistics that I run. Yeah, totally dude. So, so I kind of interrupted you there. You were talking about how like, okay, so we now know that there's heavy metals in our system. And uh, so like heavy metals in the blood, like where are we going with that? Yeah. So when, when these heavy metals are, calcifying our pineal gland and our liver and we're not able to process out toxins and we're not able to think in our higher self, I would say, I mean, there's a lot of ways to describe what the pineal gland is doing. Um, But one of the things is it's releasing DMT. So our ability to see beyond is uh, beyond the, the normal reality or what we're told is reality is definitely something I think that we're missing out on when our pineal gland gets calcified. But, um, but basically this just, uh, it it promotes disease in the body. It promotes the inability to process out toxins. So our bodies are amazing things. Our bodies are self-healing, self-regulating organisms. You do not operate your liver. Your liver just operates. So our cells are doing so much work for us that keep us healthy, but when we're in the influence of microwave radiation field in, in uh, uh, these man-made microwave radiation fields, what happens is the colloidal osmotic pressure of our blood plasma increases. It tightens like jello. And then all our red blood cells start to collapse upon them or not collapse, but they start to coalesce together in these uh, chains. Like if you knock over a pile of chips at the casino and they land kind of half on each other like that, they start to collect in these chains called, called um things called the rouleau pattern something like that the rouleau chains and uh and the smallest capillaries in our body can only allow one cell to pass at a time that means that the deep tissues of our body when we're in these fields and all our cells are chaining together they can't pass through these capillaries to provide oxygen to the deep tissues of the body and then they can't exit through the capillary to relieve us of the the waste product co2 that's stored inside of the deep tissues now if you're in these fields constantly let's start with this if you're in the field for two minutes on a cell phone call and let's say you didn't touch it to your brain your your head and you you even if uh well, you know, even if you did touch it to your head for a two minute call, it changes the electric, uh, uh, the, the way the electric conductivity in your brain functions for two hours. Wow. Now, if you hold it away from your head, if you don't touch it to your, your head, there's not a direct conductivity to your, the skin. So if you hold it away, even millimeters, it matters. And it even says so in the cell phone, uh, manuals these days, uh, iPhones and Samsung's, they all put it in there. Safety requirement, hold it a certain amount away from your head. Well, even if you were to touch it to your head and have a two minute call, it's not going to end your life. But if you do that 10 times a day, every day for years, you might develop brain cancer mm-hmm. right in the spot where your brain, it right across from where the antenna is. You might develop cysts in your eye. You might have um, any number of other things. The place where women put their phone in their bras. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that's crazy. 
They're, they're getting cancer directly in the spot where the antennas are. We can focus in just where the antenna on the phone is and where they put the phone every every day and hold it there all day long, take it out to make a call, touching their head, and then put it back in here. And they're developing brain tumors, and they're de especially children are developing a lot more uh, brain tumors. Um, and they say, oh, it's like, you know, 7% of the cancer patients of children are, are developing brain tumors, more than 5% a few years ago. So they say, oh, it's not that huge of a change, but it's a huge change. It's a massive change because there's no reason for it. We're an advancing society, apparently, and we're, we're increasing the amount of cancer that our children have in their brains. And why is that happening? It's because more children are using cell phones, tablets, and cribs, etc. cetera. Um, again, Dr. Reba Goodman goes into that pretty well. Um, and, uh, and Dr. Dietrich Klinghart, he's over in Germany curing uh, autistic kids with, um, by creating Faraday cages uh, with uh, Faraday paint, um, Faraday cloth, oh, nice. they cover their bed, all sorts of stuff. That's some, somebody else to look into. But um, so basically our bodies become this very stressed thing that's not able to move oxygen where it needs to go from the deep tissues to the lungs and the heart and brain. And the small capillaries that connect our, our blood vessels to our brain, they're small capillaries. They're the, to, the blood brain barrier to pass through that I mean, we're deoxygenating our brain. Mm -hmm. We're deoxygenating the deep tissues of our body. Where do people get cancer? They don't get cancer of the heart. The heart's the most oxygenated part of the entire body. Why don't people get cancer in the heart? Well, well they get it everywhere else. They get it in the, the folds of the lung. They get it in the liver, especially if they're drinkers, you know, and, and um, uh, you know, whatever else they do. Um, so... Um, it's just creating this uh, turmoil in the body that when something comes along, like a flu or a common cold, then you're more likely to be harmed from it. You're more likely to take on a larger deficit from having your immune system already depleted from being in these fields for so long. So, you know, a short exposure doesn't hurt you, mm -hmm. not in the extent that it affects your life uh, drastically but it's the, the constant exposure, it's chronic. And, um, and doctors are not taught chronic disease. They're not taught nutrition. They're not taught yeah. basic, basic things. No. So these, this thing is causing a chronic effect on the body. It's a chronic disease. It means it takes a while for it to get to the point where you're gonna notice it with, with cancer or some other form of disease. So, you know, it, it takes a while. But if you're exposing yourself to it every day, it will have an effect. It might even have an effect just in your energy levels every day. Um, one third of the energy in a man's body is in his sperm. Men carry their phones on a belt clip or in their front pockets most of the time. And they got all the things on the Bluetooth, the Wi-Fi, all, all the different things. Everybody's always got it on all the time. And the testicles are very soft tissue. So what we're doing is we're irradiating our balls. All the men are irradiating their balls. And what we're finding is that the mitochondria that connects the tail to the head of the sperm is deforming. So it's not that we're losing sperm, that they're not being produced. It's that they aren't motile anymore. They can't swim in a straight line. They swim in circles. They're deformed. So they can't properly do what they're meant to do. And, um, and we are losing fertility as well, but I think that's due to a lot of different factors. Um, yeah. 
but um, but especially the phones next to the balls, we're losing our fer our, our fertility because we're deforming the um, the sperm with this radiation. That's intense. And, uh, yeah, and and I mean, women don't usually have it close enough, and their their stuff is on the inside, so it's not you know the radiation has to penetrate more layers to get to it but it still has an effect. And women, I've seen women who have their cell phone, the laptop, the uh, whatever, while they're pregnant and they put it on their, their belly. Hmm. And it's the worst thing you could possibly do. It's so insane. Um, and, uh, you know, I just see that a lot. And uh, you're radiating your child, your child that's producing cells at, a, at an extremely high rate to grow its body, to be a healthy human being, you're radiating it at the point where it needs the most protection. And then when they're born, we put the baby monitor in there, we give them tablets, you know, all the things. And uh, it's just a constant radiation exposure. And so, you know, what I think is going to happen is 20 years from now, we're going to have 100% autism. And uh, yeah. because it's increasing exponentially, it's, it's, um, it's not slowing down because now we're getting 5G in which, okay, so one little thing about 5G that, that should clear up everything. 5G is microwave radiation. They call it the millimeter thing because it's in the millimeter wavelength of microwave radiation. It's at the most dangerous ex uh, rate uh, of the entire microwave radiation band. So you're talking about one to 10 millimeters now, one to 10 millimeters doesn't sound huge, but when it comes to these frequencies, it's massive. And then you're talking about a massive amount of amplitude of this, this energy pushing in your direction to pass through your homes. And, and, and so the strength of the field and, and, and also depending on what type of technology it is, the impingement technology involved in that is um, where a lot of the harm comes from. So it's not just that it's microwave radiation. There's microwave radiation all over. Yeah. But it is that it's man-made microwave radiation that's exposing us to exponentially upon exponentially higher rates of exposure than our body is naturally accustomed to. Now, when it comes to cell phones with the impingement technology, it's pinging out. It's saying, hey, where's the cell phone tower? Where's the cell phone tower? Where's the Wi-Fi? Where's the Bluetooth if you have them on? And uh, it's doing this randomly. So every time it does this call and response, it's your body's if it's, you know, passing through your body, if you're holding it on your phone, uh, in your hand, then every time it pings out, your body's going through a stress response and your cells are moving on in through time at a much faster rate. That, so when something impinges, your, your cells are going to experience that like a direct assault. Um, whereas you might not even notice it, yeah. but, um, but your cells are definitely noticing it and they're fighting a battle that they can't inform you of unless you're sensitive enough to pay attention to your body. Some people are innate. They're calling them uh, hyper electrosensitive people. Um, but we are all hyper electrosensitive people. All of us. It's just that we've desensitized by exposure. So the amount of exposure that we've had has shown has has uh, made us believe that it's normal but if you go out to the woods i challenge anybody to go out to the woods for a week two weeks three weeks and not bring any of these devices with you not be near yourself i'll go into the woods and when you come back not uh mm. not not know that this is that this exists i spend a lot of time in the woods every time i'm, I'm coming toward a city i'll be miles away from the city 
And I'll still, I'll feel like a stress in my body as I'm moving toward the city. Now, I don't call myself hyper electrosensitive or anything. Mm -hmm. I'm just a human being and, um, and I pay attention. And um, as I'm coming into the city, it gets stronger, it gets stronger, stronger. And it's, it's, uh, um, it's a physical manifestation of stress. It's not, um, it's like when you hold a cell phone, sometimes when you put the cell phone down, your, your hand still uh, buzzes kind of, and it has like a, something else going on with it. You might give it a little bit of a massage. That's because you're radiating your hand. Um, but anyway, that's that's the general that's the general yeah. things that are going on with with microwave radiation. As hey. far as the, the warfare part is just it comes yeah. to the, the point is the people who know that this is happening are continuing to do it. Yeah. And, and I've seen like, like, uh, congressional hearings, you know, and this is from like 10 years ago or probably more at this point where they're like being confronted, like some of these, like, you know, people in the, the communications industry or whatever, I don't even know what the hell you call it, but like these 5g people, like they're being grilled. They're like, well, what kind of tests have you run? And they're like, well, we haven't done any. Are you right. planning on doing it? No, not really. So it's like, yeah, I mean, these people know, and it's just like their, their, their favorite little, uh, get out of jail free card is just like, oh, we just didn't do the test. We just didn't do the test. So therefore yeah. we can't get any uh, adverse data. We can't get any data that, that is contra indicative of us rolling forward with this technology because we didn't do the test. We don't have the data. You know, that's there's, there's not, a, there's not a single regulating agency yeah. for, um, for telecom in the United States, except yeah. for these little, uh, you know, fake companies that they create themselves under their own uh obligations fiduciary obligations etc there they have the obligation to maintain the company that's regulating them and then they go to congress like you were saying and they they talk in congress and um and it's just it's just ridiculous to watch the last one i saw and then i just gave up on watching these things um i don't look i don't look to that anymore it, it looks like a clown show to me but um the last one i saw was a year or two ago where um fcc chairman was uh sitting in a room and a couple other telecom people and uh they were promoting the idea to uh the congressional body that maintains communications in the united states or supposedly you know it does um and they were pushing for 5g in rural areas and we need to get 5G and not only 5G, you know, all the all the different kinds of Internet uh, services and whatever, more cell phone towers, et cetera, and all the rural places in the United States because they're missing out. And the congressional people just said, oh, yeah, we have to do this for sure. And they just rubber stamp it, you know, Crazy. let's get it done. Let's get it done because they're going to make money getting it pushed out because they're all involved in the same uh, conspiracy. And um and uh yeah it's evil man it's just evil it's evil yeah. and then it's just like you know every single one of these you know industries captured like regulatory capture regulatorily captured in like outfits like it's it's the same story it's the same song and dance whether it's pharma you know big oil freaking the financial sector like it's all just the same bullshit dude it's all just like these evil little greedy little bastards who have hijacked the government in order to co-opt and and co-sign all their criminal and and anti-human activities it's just so evil it's, and it's, it's not crazy. even that many people no it's because it, they own everything through circular ownership so yeah. you know the same the same one company owns another company owns another company owns another company and then the board that's possess the, the 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 people who possess the boards on all those companies yeah. are the same uh 
larger group of people and they, they migrate between all these boards. So when they lose one job, they go and they take up a position at another job in the totally. same, in the same, uh, uh, group of companies and they all just they sit on the boards they, they transition the boards to make it look like there's new people coming in and the same thing happens from the central bank level to the government level to private business uh, um you know the multinationals the big ones um so pharma companies banks um telecom they, it's the yeah. same exact people and it's probably measured under like five thousand people that just rotate constantly through all these positions um, yeah. so it, it's not like it's a bunch of people that, you know, it's a bunch of psychopaths that, that, um, that rise to these positions and, um, I don't even blame them, you know, psychopaths it's, it's, uh, I think a natural thing that, that some human beings are just psychopaths. They have less capacity for, um, for, um, I guess, experiencing what we would call normal, like human, Empathy. Uh, empathy yeah. you know our humanity um but um but i think that it's still it's a, it's a natural thing that happens it's just that the people who are there that can see these things that the average person needs to and this is why we have a constitution in the united, in the united states written in the way that it was was so that we the people have the power to prevent fools like that rising to those positions and um and you know we have arms to if, if worse comes to worse to boot them out of those positions. And, um, and right now we're just facing this, this cliff and they're, yeah. you know, they're shepherding the bison off the cliff. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, that's all these people who are going, yes, re Republicans and yes, Democrats and yes, whatever, whatever else statism, yay. And giving them the, the, like Larkin Rose has said, the religious, uh, you know, benefits. Uh, they've lost their Christianity, but they've gained statism. They've lost their uh, religion, but they've gained this notion that Obama or Trump or whoever is the holy king and that uh, whatever they say is infallible and that we must abide or that Congress is that or whatever. I mean, it's just a load of shit. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's dragging us all down um, because people don't see it. And so you can't really hate the people that don't see it. They're just unaware. And um, you can't hate the people that are doing it because we allowed them to get there. We allowed that type of uh, position to exist. We didn't enforce with our rights what we were meant to enforce. What, what was given to us um, was an affirmation of our human rights, the things that we already had. It said, hey, we're going to write this down and we're going to say what you already have so that you don't forget about it. And yeah. even though it's written down and everybody basically knows that the general scheme of what's in the, the constitution, we've still allowed it to go this way. Yeah. And, it's amazing. Um, yeah. There's a lot. It's incredible. You completely let, let uh, lost control of it, man. Like I don't think the forefathers like had any anticipation of like lobbying groups. Like how did that, how did these bastards? Right. <laughs> anyway, like it's crazy, dude. Well, I want to kind of uh, shift gears just a little bit, just a little bit. Just a little bit, because I want to offer some solutions. So there's a lot of like like oh, scary yeah. shit, but I I want to personally offer a couple of solutions in my little tool bag here for uh, people that are uh, you know concerned about EMF radiations, things like that. And then I want to get your ideas on what people can do maybe to help their lives. Obviously, like you know the things like you know turn off your router, turn put your phone on airplane mode, just go out in the woods for a week. Yes, a little uh, technology detox. Like those are all great suggestions. A couple of practical like just like things. Um, you know, this is, uh, you guys have heard me talk about this a whole bunch. Truth TRS, TRS, heavy metal detox spray. So this, if, you, if you've never been through like a heavy metal detox regimen, 
Um, you know, TRS is a great product. And I've just, you know, full disclosure, like this is my affiliate right here. Like I created this webpage and this is like, I get, I get compensation for any orders through truth, truth TRS, but I stand by it. Cosiva truth TRS, like TRS is a fantastic product. I've used it for a long time. You guys have heard me talk about it for years now. You know what I mean? And there's a link in the description. If you want to get some heavy metal detox spray there, that's available there. And then this other one, this is not, uh, I don't have any association or, uh, affiliation with this other than the fact that Matt Landman is my dude, my friend, uh, my buddy. I've hung out with him multiple times in person and, uh, he's been on our, my show. Actually, I don't think he's been on rebunked. I need to get him on rebunk, but he was on Truthzilla with us a few times, but he has his own EMF protection clothing line. Uh, Sparrow, SparrowProtectionClothing.com. And he's got, uh, you know, he's got all kinds of cool stuff. So I ha I've, he's got like blankets. Um, he's got, uh, you know, the sweatshirts, the t-shirts. He's got the uh, Faraday bags, which are awesome. And he, he's got a really funny story. Now he's up to three layers. So his story is that, you know, he had the original Faraday bags. And then as they started to get more powerful and powerful cell phones, like people started complaining, hey, this isn't blocking it. So he had to add a second layer. So now it looks like he's up to three layers now. So, and then he's got the, uh, the beanie, which I am a particularly fond of. I have one of these at home, his little, uh, EMF skull cap beanie, which is like a silver lined EMF radiation beanie that I always call my, this is like my actual tinfoil hat. Check it out, folks. This is my actual tinfoil hat. So shout out to Matt and Spiro protection clothing. But what are, what are your thoughts? Are you in the EMF protection clothing business yet, Corey? Uh, no, but I have thought about it in the yeah. past. Um, but you know what? <clears throat> the Japanese have already taken that and, um, really? I just, I'm letting them have it. If you go and look at any of these Japanese sites, um, oh, okay. they have tons of things I've seen. Um, I've seen some really funny stuff, yeah. um, like, uh, underwear that looks like a diaper that's EMF protectors, <laughs> um, thing, yeah. just all sorts of, all sorts of different stuff. But, um, what are some solutions you would suggest then after? But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the clothing is a really good idea because um, uh, you're surrounded all the time with these energies. If you live in a city, even a small town these days. Um, so it definitely is a good idea to get clothing and the places most needing protection for a man is your balls and your head. Um, those are the most important parts of the entire body that need this protection. Um, if you had to choose. Um, for a woman, it'd probably be the breasts and the head. Um, so I haven't gotten into the clothing thing, but, um, but I've definitely gotten into something called, uh, RadiSafe. RadiSafe is, uh, has been tested on three continents, uh, including the United States at the California Institute of Electronic Materials and Sciences. Um, I bring, I, I import this from India and I, I sell it myself. I think I have oh, cool. like... I think I might have like two competitors in the United States. And, and the one that I know for sure of, it, he tries to sell these for $30 a pop, which is crazy. Um, yeah. it, it's unfair. Um, uh, so what I like to do is um, I sell them for half that price. Um, it gives me a good bump in my pocket. While well, at the same oh, time, cool. I can I, I, I can pay for the shipping and everything out to people. Uh, I do um, also wholesale it and I wholesale it for... Um, half that price or somewhere near half that price. Um, if people buy it in large quantities, well, shoot, um, man. you should read yeah, that. Yeah. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to really get this out there because it's actually tested and, yeah. um, and, and proven. And there's so many devices out there. There's so many different things. I've seen, I've seen some just bonkers stuff, people with stickers that say this symbol does something and it, it does not. 
The symbol yeah. doesn't do anything. It doesn't matter what it's got going on. If what it's about, a sticker, what about, it's a what about sticker. Like, what about like Orgon and all that stuff? Like, is that? Yeah. So, um, so or Orgon is um, um, potentially useful to mitigate the harm that comes from microwave radiation. Um, I have conducted a ton of experiments with it myself, um, uh, making Orgon generators and yeah. uh, Organite. And the thing that it really comes down to that, um, again, it's like a break from like the layman to the, the experienced person who knows um, how conductivity works in different through different materials. Um, um, so by, by researching the way that these things can actually function rather than just like the kind of mystical, hopeful version of, of, of these things is that you have to be able to squeeze the double terminated quartz crystal in your organite to an extremely high degree. Uh, this is the same thing that um, harp does. They, they actually powderize uh, quartz crystals um, and then they put them in a pressurized chamber and that pressurized chamber allows them to do um, what they do. But, um, but if you're putting it in a, in a silicone form um, or a, um, it doesn't really matter what kind of form. Some people like, oh, we're natural, so we use uh, bees uh, wax. And I'm telling you right now, it's not going to work. Um, it, you have to be able to squeeze that quartz crystal to an extremely high degree. So if you can find a way to do that, then your quartz crystal double terminated will have a piezoelectric effect where it's like mm -hmm. a battery. It's got a negative and positive terminal and it starts to um, force energy to move through the crystal. And quartz crystals are one of the most... Um, if not the most special uh, 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 crystal in the, in the world. It has the ability to store information more than anything else and it has the ability to transmit information more than anything else. That means that, uh, and, and, you know, we get into the metaphysics of things and we start talking about how people can do energy healing and, and all those things. And uh, a lot of people don't believe in it. A lot of people believe in it. If you experience it, you experience it for your, yourself and then you know, but um, but you can potentially imprint quartz crystals with certain energies and, uh, and uh, kind of enhance them in that way as well. And then um, there's another aspect to making a definitive piece of organite that will actually work first. You got to squeeze it very tight. And second, you got to have a copper wire that runs north to south and wraps around the crystal a little bit. Um, which will actually move the energy along that wire. Um, and it's a very important aspect to it. Uh, the other thing is that it has to be um, uh, layered with um, metals and organics. Organics could mean just whatever medium that you've made your form out of. Um, but the metals, the, the best metal to use is actually red iron oxide. It has mm. the highest uh, gas emissions um, of anything else. I mean, it's on par with gold. Uh, but it's much it's much cheaper, you know, seventeen dollars or something for a one pound bag of red iron oxide. Interesting. Okay, cool. Well, geez. so it's 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 yeah. functional if you do it right, um, and very few people are going to do it right. So I don't suggest it. I suggest um, that uh, if you know if you're going to trust somebody to make it uh, in the correct way, in the proper way, then um, you know really dive into it and see what their process is and um, and do do your own research. Um, 
But there's other things that you can do. Uh, these days, there's um, Blue Shield. Guy in New Zealand created a device that you plug into your outlet, and it creates millions of frequencies rotating uh, randomly um, within a certain amount of space. And um, his claim, and uh, I haven't seen all the research for it, so don't take me on my word, but his claim is that this um, prevents harm from uh, the microwave radiation field that would be emanating from your phone because these fields kind of take dominance in the space. Um, I wouldn't understand that without like going into it with him a little bit more, but he also tried to get, um, cell phone companies to put this technology in the phones, uh, in their phones for free. And they, uh, they denied him, uh, this ability as far as I'm aware. Wow. And, um, so he, uh, you know, he's making an effort to do that. Um, and then, I mean, this is, this is the big one. Okay. Take all your devices and every single night when you go to bed, that's your Wi-Fi, your Bluetooth, whatever, take them, put them in a separate room and turn them all off. Mm. During the day, we're going to be surrounded by it. If you go outside your house, if you do whatever you're going to do, you're going to be surrounded by it. You can create a Faraday shield for your phone. Uh, there's plenty of devices out there to do that. Um, you can wear the clothing. You can do all the other things that uh, have been mentioned. You can get a radio safe and put it on your phone, on your Wi-Fi box, all those things, and it will help. Um, the radio safe eliminates 99.95% of radiation emanation, but it has to be very close to the antenna on the device. So uh, how close you can get it to the antenna will affect how uh, useful it is. Now, you could do all that stuff. But when you step out your door, you're still going to have a cell phone tower. You're still going to have your neighbor who's got Bluetooth on their phone when you're riding the train to work. You're still going to have all those influences that uh, they're still going to influence you, even if you mitigate it to some degree. So the best thing to do is to protect yourself when you sleep. That's okay. really where the focus should be. Okay. If you have all the other stuff covered, protect yourself when you sleep. When you sleep, your body is in um, a state where it is trying to recuperate Everything about going to sleep is all about being prepared for when the sun rises the next morning and you're energized again and you're using that energy. But when you're sleeping, you have all these fields in your environment that are uh, creating stress in your body. Your body's energized while you're sleeping and it's trying to protect you and it doesn't know how. It doesn't have a defense against these uh, technologies. So turn it all off. You know, create a Faraday uh, cage around your bed. Uh, safe technologies. Uh, uh, safe technologies inc.com or .org, I want some, some close to that, uh, has a, a plethora of different things you can purchase from them, including um, uh, Faraday paint that you just paint your walls, your floor, your ceiling, your door, um, and you really got to cover every single nook and cranny in your room, uh, and you have to ground it because it's got um, metals in it. So you have to ground wow. it outside your house, um, is a very potent way to protect yourself when you're asleep. The other way is if you have, um, the means to hang curtains around your bed. So if you build like a four poster frame for your bed, you can hang curtains that are Faraday, uh, protective and then, yeah. uh, run them all the way to the ground. And then on the ground, you have a Faraday mat or a floor covering. And when you go to sleep, the only thing you'll be experiencing is your own energies or if you have a partner, yours and theirs, but that's it. Um, and so Dr. Dietrich Klinghardt is over in uh, Germany doing this for autistic kids and, and finding that it works very well. Um, 
another name drop I want to give is um, Dr. Magda Havis, who I think she gets a lot of heat um, from the, the institutions that be, but uh, she's got a lot of really good information that you can uh, go and source uh, source from it and really dive deep. Um, and I'll provide. Um, yeah, shoot maybe, me those links maybe, and add them. Yeah, I can, can I do it after the show? Or? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, do it after the show and I'll add it. Okay. And, and then I'll, when I upload it to the podcast, then it'll be live. Dude, this is cool. I'm just, this, I'm just looking this yeah. up right here. Like, I'm like, so I do like a handyman, I do handyman stuff during the day. And I'm like, bro, oh, yeah, I could, pivot, I, I could pivot all the way into like just painting people's uh, EMF paint on their house. Look at this. There it is. Yep. You're talking about a safe living yep. technologies, the ink. Yeah, that's, yep, awesome. that's the one. Dude, yep. I could just and be if, an EMF painter, dude. You could you could do a lot more than that. So so these guys provide a whole uh, course and certification for people who want to um, uh, help protect people's um, living spaces and to diagnose their homes for for uh, static fields and um, and uh, dirty radiation uh, or, or pollution radiation. So um, they actually provide um, a service that you can go in and you can learn this, become certified, and then uh, work with them to find clients to go around and help people to um uh fix their homes the problems in their homes that they're having mm. with microwave radiation um and they have a bunch of different products on here that are all really great um, um i actually have I, I met a woman at float fest who was talking to me about her son who had uh were you, uh, were, you I, I, Fest, were you at Float Fest this year, 2022? No, I was there. Uh, first one, 2021. The first one, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. one. Okay, I was going to say, uh, dude, I was at the one this year. I was like, how did we miss each other? But uh, yeah, oh, I'll be yeah. next year, next year. I got, I'm going to all the festivals next year. I don't even care. I hope to go to everything, although I got to say my my interest at this point is um, I've, I've been going to these events for a long time. I... Um, I find some of them to be useful, but I've, I've, I've experienced over and over and over again, along with just like the regular festivals, uh, like the music festivals that exist. It's kind of the same pattern that's, that's happened where, um, they have this really beautiful origin and over time they just get corrupted by something. Like I, I, I just picture Anarchapulco for the Freedom Fest and a Rise Music Festival for the Music Fest. They're great examples of the same parallel that's happening between kind of the, the somewhat into what we're doing community of music festivals and the, the downright, in, you know, right on, on the path thing that we're doing here. Um, but the same thing kind of happens. Anarchapoco fell apart with all sorts of all sorts of weird stuff. Um which I mean, we can get into that some other time, but yeah, but, yeah. but it fell apart because of that and the same exact types of drama are what happened to a Rise Music Festival and so many others. I just see it over and over and over again with these events. So where I'm at with it now is, um, you know, if if I can go there and, and speak a little bit about about this topic or or vaccines or whatever, then uh, then I'm happy to come along. Uh, but I'm not going to show up just to just to hang out unless I got a lot of my friends there. There's a lot of a lot of my friends do go to these uh, yeah uh, events. So that that's one reason to keep going. But um, that's the plan. But you know, it's trying to stay busy and taking four or five days out to travel and then be at the thing and then come back. I mean, it, it, five days I could, I do a lot in five days and uh, 
And so, you know, I'm trying to look for meaning in every action that I take with the things that I'm doing. I want it to have a, a bigger influence. Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. Well, so speaking of that, so and and in the vein of talking about solutions, let's talk about Liberty Uncensored. And uh, I'm really excited about this. So this is kind of the, the genesis of how we started talking a couple of weeks ago. Oh, let, let me let me let me say one more solution for microwave yes. radiation in Germany. When they came out with smart meters, smart meters are the absolute devil. Yeah. I should have I should have spoke a little bit more about that, but I mean these things are stealing. They, they were the origin of of the stealing of your information with microwave technology attached to your home. They yeah. can tell uh, they have this proprietary technology, and they can tell what the exact model of hair dryer you're using at what time of day, how oh. many days in a row, and uh, they can tell everything that you're doing when you plug something into a wall. They can tell exactly what it is because everything has a different. Um, uh, motor that operates with a different frequency that they can just, they, you know, all the numbers associated with that machine, they can uh, uh, tell that those numbers associate with the, the usage of your hair dryer, or your fridge or whatever. And uh, so they can tell everything you're doing in your home with these damn smart meters. And then the impingement technologies like cell phones, they're just pinging all day instead of one ping, which is all they would need one time a day, every 24 hours at that time to send it to the hub. But they don't do that. They ping amongst each other, just constantly pinging each other, directing a huge amount of microwave radiation through our homes. They put these things in the side of daycares and playgrounds and everything. So what they decided to do, these uh, great human beings in Germany, they said, we're done with this. They took axes and they started chopping their smart meters on the sides of their homes. Nice. And then and then the company would come out and they'd say, well, what happened here? And they would say, I don't know, was, you know, vandals and scandals, you know. And so the company would say, OK, we're going to put another one in. They put another one in. They chop it down. They come back. Oh, it happened again. By the third time, they don't put any more in. Wow. They start doing this shit. Yeah. Wow. OK. I don't, I don't I don't have a smart meter to chop down. But hey, if you got a smart meter, um, deny that you ever heard me say this. But, uh, you know, all it takes is an axe or a shotgun. There you go. There you go. I, hey, I, I, I'll, I'll sign off on that, dude. Like, and if enough people do it, what are they going to do? It's one of those principles. As with all this stuff, it's like, you know, they can't stop all of us. So right. you know, what if we just all just stop playing their games? You guys, it's the solution to every single one of our problems is all we have to do is not comply or uh, break a smart meter. You know, that's, that's yeah. it. Sometimes yeah. you, sometimes you could do something in an easeful transitory way. Other times you just, you just need a shotgun. Yeah. Well, remember, you remember that, uh, Man, back when days were way more innocent, like in like summer or fall of 2019, when they were going you know, to storm uh, Area 51, like you can't stop. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like th those are the good old days, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> we were also innocent. Like, yeah, that was our biggest concern. What the hell is going on in Area 51? Right. That was like the biggest, the biggest thing in the world. So anyway. All right. So now Liberty Uncensored. Yes. Lay it on me. What is what is your vision for Liberty Uncensored newspaper? So this is an old okay. school newspaper, dude. Like, tell us about it. Yeah, so for years now, I've been wondering what what's the what's the proper or not the proper what's the best way to get information out to people who who don't easily come into contact with this sort of information um, and not be censored, create a profit or a benefit somehow for everybody involved, and uh, present it in a way that people would be to some degree interested interested in, in starting reading this thing yeah. even if they want to just be contentious with it and argue with it that's still fine well i had an epiphany uh a little little bit ago and um and it was a newspaper now there's 
all sorts of newspapers out there that they have independent newspapers. They got major, you know, US, USA Today, um, New York Times, they have all these papers and they all operate in a similar fashion, which is um, they use the postal service. They use, um, uh, 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 what do they call them? The newsstands. They use um, um, businesses that want the newspaper in the business. And okay, some of those are, are good ideas. If a business likes your paper and putting a newsstand outside or inside the business, that's a great idea for everybody that goes to that business. But they're missing out on something that we used to have, which is newspapers delivered directly to the door of every single person. And um, instead of doing it by subscribership, uh, we're just going to do it by for free to the public at the and, and pay for the entire paper through advertisement. So if somebody who wants to advertise is um, is a liberty oriented or freedom oriented or wellness oriented, somehow uplifting humanity, if they're that kind of company and they want to advertise with us, we're happy to advertise for them. If somebody like Remax wants to advertise with us, who isn't really doing anything great for humanity, jacking up prices to serve their own self-interest um, or, you know, pharma companies or, you know, et cetera. Anything that wants to advertise with us, we're going to be looking for a reason for which to market them that's in some way going to benefit the people who are receiving the information. So, you know, it's going to make it a little bit more difficult to get advertisement. But at the same time, we're going to scale to the degree that our advertisements come in and, and we have advertisers paying. So if we get a full book of advertisers, uh, 144 column inches for this, uh, for the first edition, mm. we're going to be able to double our exposure on the next month. So that means that if we get a full book of advertisement in this first month, um, we're going to go from uh, five to 10,000 prints to 15 to 20,000 prints in one month. That means if we keep a full book of advertisers from this month to the next month to the next month, as we grow, we can be bigger than USA Today simply on our advertisements. If we can keep that full book, if we get booked fully with advertisers who want to market materials and products and services and whatever that are actually uplifting humanity um, and uh, it could be educational, good service, whatever. If we get a full book of that every month, we're going to be forever expanding where we can put this material. And that means that, oh, and then also our delivery method is going to be, we're going to deliver it to every single door using paper boys. We're going to go old school. We're going to have paper boys riding around on bikes or walking around. Um, and if it's a rural area, we'll probably hire, you know, an adult driver to go around door to door, but it just costs a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, but we're just going to hire it out to, to kids who want to make some money and they're going to deliver it door to door and we're going to get it to every single door in our regions where we where we where we start to deliver. And as we get more advertisement uh, revenues, we're going to put that into expanding our areas of operation. So to start with, we're going to be in various small towns in Colorado. And then we're also going to be a little bit in Boulder, Colorado, uh, which is highly liberal and whatever. So we're going to try to find out where the best place to put it is in Boulder um, because 5% of that population is gun carrying. Um, more than that is, is Republican or, or identifies that way because they don't know there's other options. We want to get it out to the people that are going to be um, most 
uh, aligned with the paper so that they can help to grow it and to learn from it. And then um, also we want to get it onto the fringe uh, uh, where people might never have seen this before, but it's an opportunity to enter in. And this paper is going to be a huge marketing opportunity for, for anybody who wants to get their information out to that, uh, that market, which yeah. is the people who just on like, you know, because if, if we deliver 10,000 papers to the door, 10,000 doors yeah. now on average newspapers that are delivered to the door, uh, any door are read 2.3 times. So when a New York times comes to a door, it's read 2.3 times because that's the amount of people that are usually in that home that read uh, newspapers and they're, they're built off of subscribership. In our case, not every home is going to care to read our paper. Some of them are going to wipe their ass with it. Some of them are going to burn it because they, they think it's the devil. That's okay because we're going to find those people amongst the population who are ready to hear that information. And I'm, I'm, I'm so sure that it's much higher than, than uh, what we think um, based on our, our experiences at, at, and uh, I mean, I just think that the population that's ready to to look at something more than what they get from mainstream media is is very large. It's just yeah. that they don't have accessibility. So in this way, they can't stop us. Yeah. Try to fucking censor us. Yeah. We, we can't be stopped. You, you put an injunction on us. Guess what? We're going to go do it with another company. Yeah. You know, a different group of people will start something over there. A different group of people will start something. We'll decentralize. It'll be whatever we want it to be. But the goal is that the type of material, the type of content that we put out there is guiding people toward this. Yeah, It's guiding people toward the, the news that can really, when it gets a little deeper, they think that we're crazy with the things that we talk about. The average, uh, you know, the, the neutral person or whatever out there. But uh, the fact is that we've just taken the time to do research. And so, and we've had the accessibility of time and the motivation to do that research. All we got to do is present it in a certain way that allows for that information to be just in their face, on their doorstep. And then all of a sudden, they might just uh, scan it and see something that blows their mind and want to discover more. So it's really about, um, you know, the, the, the big three, Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street, owning yeah. all the fucking media and every other goddamn company oh, yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, it's time for us to just make our move. Let's get yeah. some, let's get it out there, whatever it is. And, and, um, and in this case, um, the move for, for us in the, in the paper is just to, uh, it's basically just to get this content out to every Joe out there. That's, that's awesome. the, that's the goal. It's to put it in every single hand in whatever regions that we're going to be in. I just, so. I just love the ambition of it, man. That's so awesome. And so we have a couple like calls to actions, call calls to action for the listeners, anybody that's out there. So there's like two areas that uh it sounds like we need uh as as it continues to scale up uh you know support or involvement i guess i should say involvement would be a better way to do it you know what i mean so we're gonna need content creators right we're gonna need oh, authors yeah. we're gonna need people who are putting pieces out there um maybe people that have like copywriters just to put out pieces to promote your product like let's say you're like uh you know a marketing firm you can put out uh you know you can have like somebody who's typing up something that uh, talks about liberty and how your service can help. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, by providing content in a lot of ways, you are actually, you know, promoting your product. Or like a th thing that comes to mind is like John Bush, like John Bush exit and build could come up and his crew could write an article about, you know, homesteading or permaculture or something like that. And in, in turn, it kind of promotes their brand and their product as I well. Love you know? 
Oh, you know, stuff it. like that. Stuff like that. There's so many. I mean, there's so many people in our little community that are doing cool things, working on projects. Like obviously, like the autonomy people come to mind. Uh, you know, just uh, there's a huge uh, opportunity here. So, um, and then also obviously people who want to support uh, and and run advertisements on it. And uh, I love the idea of promoting and supporting and uh, you know, I uh, companies that are that are in alignment with the things that we talk about, like Matthew, Matt from. Uh, uh, from, from Spiro protection clothing, um, heck Matt from like content safe, you know, like I have so many people that I would love to get you in touch with, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And it's a, it's a, it's a super simple process. I mean, if, if, um, so the, the, um, the process is so clean. I mean, it's just, it's mechanical, you know, if we get, if we get advertisers, um, if we get the full book of advertisers, even if we don't, even if we get half the book of advertisers, we can still run a decent, uh, publication out. Um, but if we want to, as a community of people come together to spread information while supporting ourselves, while marketing our own material, if we come together to do something like this and, um, uh, and we all get some advertising space in there to, to market ourselves. I mean, we're marketing ourselves to all those people who never see us. Yeah. Who've never heard and didn't know the opportunity was there to, to, to they think anarchy is throwing bricks through windows. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, I talk to all sorts of types of people. I have no prejudice for somebody of, of, of whatever they're doing with their life. As long as they're not enforcing something on me, I can talk to them. Yeah. Um, which is why I don't like talking to cops. I was trying to enforce yeah. it on me. Exactly. But, um, but you know, I can talk to anybody and I do, I talk to a lot of people. And, and the thing is that most people, what I'm seeing in them is this sense of like wanting more than what they have. And it's like the human ambition or the human like urge to, to do more than where you're at now. But it's more than that. It's more than just like accomplishment in their life. It's like the, there's an emptiness in our society. And so people want the information that we have. They want to know that they can live off grid uh, if they wanted to, or how to how to um, how to get solar installed in their homes so that they can get off the grid in the city that they live in. And that's becoming more far more mainstream now. But um, but there's so many other things that you know. Even the vaccine stuff. I've talked to an enormous amount of people. I don't even know how many that have said, Oh, I got the vaccine just because I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, Oh, well, we, we have a, a, a book right here that will tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. Like, so in my book, I, I talk about vaccines, but I'm going to point people in a different direction. In this book, I talk from, uh, uh, I, and I reference, um, uh, I, for a huge amount of the, the part about vaccines, I, I reference, uh, dissolving illusions, um, uh, uh, let me remember the name, uh, Bistrianic, I believe is the name. And Dissolving Illusions is one of the best books to tell you what's going on with vaccines. I mean, there's never been a vaccine ever that's produced any benefit for any human ever. It doesn't yeah. exist. It's a joke. It, it's, 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 a, it, it's not there for our benefit. And 
it's not there for anybody's benefit when it really comes down to it. I mean, when we look at the really long scale of, of, of humanity, of, of, our, of our species, this is just a stupid bump in the road that we're going to have to yeah. overcome. Well, but we're being affected genetically now. Yeah, well, it goes back exactly, Dad. Dude, they've kind of like shoehorned the ability to affect our DNA with these injections. But it really goes, and we were kind of tiptoeing around it back with the EMF discussion. It's just the idea of like the terrain, you know what I mean? Like the terrain model of, you know, disease, dis-ease. Like when our body is in dis-ease, it's because we've treated our bodies like shit for a variety of reasons, you know? And that's what right. causes this dis-ease, you know what I mean? And and the injections, the vaccines is predicated on the fact that there's a tiny little particle that floats in the air and goes into my mouth and makes me sick, you know? when it's really just the state of our terrain, which is really the key to health and, 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 our, and that... And everything that they do is is something that's going to intercede or interfere with our body's ability to to do what it's designed to do naturally. Like every single one of these things, the, the everything, the fluoride in the water, the shit that they spray, the injections, the food, the EMF, everything is interfering with our body's ability to do what it's designed to do. You know, if, if it wasn't for any of these outside forces or outside external things impeding on our body's ability to function we would that's like you know you hear about stories of the bible people living like 600 years like yeah that would be totally possible like if we didn't have all this shit just constantly bombarding us and keeping us like in yeah. a state of disease you know it's insane and so you know I, yeah. I i subscribe to the terrain model i i and i feel like you know you're right you're right like the the veil the veil is lifting right now and and people are realizing that i mean like yeah an injection of some foreign substance, particularly like thimerosal, mercury, aborted fetal tissue, freaking uh, all these like bovine serum, like all this shit. Like, how is that supposed to like keep my body's terrain in check, dude? It's supposed to trigger trigger responses to to give the illusion that my body's doing something artificial, you know. And it's uh, it's really just a uh, it's really pretty dark stuff. Do you mind if I uh, talk a little bit about vaccines? Then we can oh, go ahead, go ahead. We touched on it, but I know that was one of the things you wanted to cover. So let's hit it. And then, and then we could bring it back to uh, the paper because there's one yeah. more thing with the paper I'd like to talk about, which sure. um, which I think will be a, a very positive thing. But awesome. um, so the, just the origin of vaccines. So the, the word vaccine means from a cow. Yeah. Vaca vaccine. Yep. Now the guy who who's the father of vaccines is named Edward. His name is Edward Jenner. Now Edward Jenner went to France, and he went to this cow farm, and he said, "Okay, I'm gonna take the small." He had an, he had an idea. He's like, "I'm gonna take the smallpox from the the pox uh, of um, um, the handmaid uh, the hand uh, what's her name the uh, the uh, milkmaid's hand." And then I'm going to inject it into this eight-year-old boy, and I'm going to see if he gets sick. Yeah. So he called it a vaccine, even though he didn't take it from the cow. He took it from the handmaid's hand, or the, the milkmaid's hand, who works with the pigs, the cows, and every other kind of animal out there. So how it might not have even originated with the cow. So he took it from the, the milkmaid's hand and he injected the eight-year-old boy and the eight-year-old boy didn't get sick. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, I'm a genius and I have created the cure for smallpox. I take it from one and I give it to another and they don't get sick. Now, the reasons why that eight-year-old boy didn't get sick are innumerable. But that's the start of the whole story of vaccines. The kid could have had natural immunity. He could, There could have been so many other factors. 
it, it might have been waiting to express until after Edward Jenner left France. There could have been a million things. But anyway, he leaves France. He goes back to England and he tells all the other doctors, he says, oh, I'm a genius. I've created the, the, uh, the cure for smallpox. And whatever was going through their heads, I don't know. But, uh, but within a few years, dozens of thousands of people are getting injected with vaccines. And it's a whole new industry for doctors. Doctors are making money switching from their profession to this new profession of vaccine giver. You won't get smallpox. The guarantee is for lifelong smallpox. Uh, you won't get it. Yeah. And then six months goes by and they get smallpox and they're like, okay, the protection is for six months, but you still got to get it. And then it goes down to every day you got to get it at some point, which is the same thing we're still seeing today. It's the same narrative. It's the same bullshit. But, um, but it's because the vaccines don't work and they're not really vaccines. They don't come from cows. Shortly after he brought this uh, new technology to England, he made a, uh, uh, or the, the, all the doctors in England, they made a discovery that people don't like the idea of being injected with something that comes from uh, an animal. Uh, they thought they were too too proud for or too holy or something for for being injected with something that came from a horse or cow or pig or whatever. So they they came up with this idea. These ingenious doctors they said, okay, we're going to take it from an animal, but then when we do the injection in a person, now it's the person that we're taking it from. So we'll take it from them, and then we'll put it in the next person. Take it from them, put it in the next person, and everybody was happy with that. They were like, okay, the people are giving it to us now. It's coming from another human being. Well, the advent of laboratories to create vaccines came about. And the creation of vaccines and laboratories still is in existence today with the most incredible and insane amalgamations of things that they've captured from humans and pigs and monkeys and fish and dragonflies and... Um, who knows what uh, is in these vaccines today because it's proprietary technology for, for a lot of them. And um, so we have seen a progression uh, for the last, well, I mean, Netter Jenner picked this up 1798, I think. So a few hundred years of, or a couple hundred years of, um, of vaccines. What did we do before vaccines? We didn't just die. There wasn't mass casualties because we didn't have vaccines because people still lived in the same conditions that they lived before the vaccine came around. So when you study the parallels of people getting sick, whether the vaccine exists or not, it doesn't change. Um, the general, the general scale of, uh, of, um, death from uh, from the poor living standards that people had uh, stayed the same until we got to the transition into the 20th century. When 1870s, we, you know, somebody invented screens to keep flies off of food that had just landed on poop outside the door because we used to throw our poop outside the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, that's, really, that's really a lot of what was able, you know, when our, that was like a big shift in when, 
health change was just like sanitary, just like in like the 1950s, post-World War II. 1870, 1870 and 1940, there was um, public works created, waterworks that uh, were created to to provide clean water to the people. Before that, before that little town that uh, got their new waterworks up in 1930, before they got the waterworks, they were drinking water laden with feces. Almost all of them. In Chicago, the, um, the main source of drinking water was also upstream from the main source of, of drinking water was where they would dump the feces for the entire freaking city. And when they clean the horse manure, they would dump it. <laughs> so they're drinking the feces and then they're wondering why they're getting uh, ill and why there's a huge population of infants dying uh, uh, from diarrhea and basically the inability to hold moisture in the body. Um, well, everything, every single thing that has, has come about that has provided for greater health that has allowed us to live until we're 70, 80 years old or 100 years old as a, as a wider population uh, has come about because our environment has been um, uh, well, to some degree, well caretaken for the last 130 years, 100 to 150 years. It's been more and more and more well caretaken and our comforts have increased only on top of the base necessities having been taken care of so they took care of the base necessities by saying okay you're not allowed to put chalk in the milk to make it white because you take half the milk out and water it down so that you can make a sale and 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 get better earning from it yeah. uh you can't um try to color up the meat that you're providing at the meat market because that's making people sick and they used to think all sorts of superstitious thoughts. This wasn't that long ago. A century ago, they, they had huge super, uh, superstitions around, um, like uh, they thought that the air was toxic uh, when, you, when it was a bad smell, which in a way you can kind of, you know, it was a good correlation because if you got a shit pit over there and you're living right next to it, well, there's flies and there's other problems associated with having a shit pit right there that correlate to your sickness but it's not the air itself that makes you sick it's the flies landing on the shit and then landing on your food and then you eat it well we took care of all these problems one after another after another we took care of all these problems that were affecting us until the point that we didn't have any more problems if we had never even heard if the coronavirus if this thing if nobody had ever said the word if nobody had ever heard of it nobody would have known anything different was going on Nobody would have seen anything new happening like people going to the hospital with respiratory illness and then they give them the respirator because it's coronavirus. That's what kills them. That's what hurts them. But if you just give them some vitamin C and say, hey, hang out outside in the fresh air and sunshine and take it easy a little bit, they get better. And the proofs are everywhere that all people need are vitamin C, vitamin D. Um, fresh air, sunshine, um, the easiest things in the world to, to give to ourselves. And, um, and so, you know, they say that, uh, uh, Salk is a hero because yeah, he created yeah. the polio vaccine. Yeah. But by the time that he created his vaccine, there was about 1% or less of the amount of polio in existence in people 
that there was 10 years before that. I mean, the entirety of what polio was is, is, is not real either. They were giving people, um, they said, everybody's got to get the polio vaccine. It's already 99% of that population of, of the population is not getting polio. That was getting polio. So, I mean, it's like one person in Oregon, one person in New York getting polio at the time they came out with the vaccine. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I've actually looked, I've talked about this many times on the show. I've looked at the actual original stats. Like you can look at it archive.org. They have like the actual stats that the CIA kept and you can go in and you can track it and plot it on a chart yourself and watch that decline, decline, decline right up to 1953 when they introduced the polio vaccine. And it's like, Oh, so it was pretty much already eradicated. And then not to mention the fact that they just rebranded it. Like they just named it all these other diseases and bam, there you go. Problem solved. Well, they, they also said, all, all these people have polio, right? Well, they learned, I think it was like 2003 or 2006, there was, they did a, a, a study into um, uh, FDR and uh, polio because FDR supposedly had polio. Well, at the end of the study, they found out he didn't have polio. And most of the people that were being uh, 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 told they had polio actually had something else. Yeah, They had some form of myelitis or they had, um, you know, they had something else going on. FDR didn't have polio, they found out. They found out he had um, something else. Maybe I'll think of it. Uh, But he had something else that just appears similar. But everybody who had something that appeared similar to polio, they thought was polio. So they gave him the polio vaccine, which actually harmed them. Well, at the same time, people who were uh, being uh, given vitamin C, large dose vitamin C, gram gram injections of vitamin C uh, every day for three days. All of a sudden they didn't have polio no more. Crazy. Or, or whatever the hell it was, they didn't have it anymore. If you had measles, mumps, if you had the flu, if you had whatever you had, they were giving people vitamin C and curing them over a matter of a few days. And then all the other people going to the hospital are dying because they're giving them all sorts of shit that they is actually just depressing their immune system further so they could get sick with anything. But now we're in the place. Now is the moment in history where it's coming to its 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 maximum potential to cause harm because now we're affecting our genetics directly. And they said that it's an mRNA vaccine, but it but it won't affect your genetics uh, or whatever. And immediately when I heard that, I said, "Okay, so we're we're all very stupid. We're all extremely stupid people because an mRNA injection, your messenger RNA." injection is not going to affect your DNA. It's not going to alter the composition of the DNA because it's not going to change anything. But your mRNA is the direct thing that changes your DNA. So what what could possibly we have been thinking allowing ourselves to be injected with gene therapy drugs? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we got to this point. It's really sad. Well, I, I kind of know how, but it's just, it's really, really frustrating, man. So crazy. I want to refer you guys back to the episode we just did on Tuesday with Courtney Turner and I. We had a uh, Susie Olson Corgan in studio who does a lot of uh, legislative activism, like fighting all of these evil like mandates and bills, particularly in California, trying to like you know attack our kids with these shots or remove consent, uh, parental consent for these shots. Um, so it's a great episode. I do want to apologize. We had some issues in the beginning with the sound, and then once I wasn't scrambling to fix that episode, the or the audio. Uh, turns out it was just recording through the laptop speaker. It wasn't coming through the mic. So the audio is a little wonky, but it's a great episode. So go back. If It's a very, very anti-vaccine episode, which I always love doing deep anti-vaccine, deep dives. And so uh, shout call back to that episode for sure. 
but uh man i just i could talk about this stuff all day man um why don't we uh so you had you had one other thought about uh liberty uncensored yeah so uh if you have that web page open yep. um i can we'll just back up here. from there um so there's one more thing that um, we're going to be doing that's a, a, a sort of a project on its own, but it's going to be under the Liberty Uncensored uh, platform. So if you click on the the menu item that says Keystone Community on the right of the Damn. menu right there. Got it. Um, so what this is going to be is we're going to... Um, we're going to do a program where we sell items to businesses that resell them. Uh, so we're going to sell cheap uh, items uh, right now. It's going to be stickers that um, stores can just put on their counter and they can, you know, sell as people come in coffee shops, grab a coffee, grab a sticker. And yeah. with that, with that, we're going to have a, um, a notice that people can read that says what we're going to do with the funds that we get from them uh buying a sticker so if you scroll down a little bit i don't know if i finished this uh page yet or if we got it if we got it done yet no i didn't get it all right um, all right i, I didn't get it published yet it's it's all written but i just didn't publish it so um what we're gonna do is we're gonna have several different projects one of them is we're gonna buy bulk organic food and we're gonna provide it to families in need um and then the second thing is we're going to provide uh, funding to people who do alternative cancer treatments like Rick Simpson oil. I got a lot of friends who provide Rick Simpson oil and they do it for free to um, people in need. And then we're also going to um, do uh, uh, tools and education to protect children who are autistic from microwave radiation technologies, um, such as the things we've talked about um, earlier. And then uh, the fourth thing, which there is a fourth thing, and that's um, uh, putting together a fund for a trust land. Um, and there's a lot of stuff to say about that. It'd be easier if you just read read it uh, some other time on the website, and you'll get a lot okay. more information about it. But but um, but basically, so we're going to have this uh, as sort of a charitable run to bring uh, good things to our community that we're in wherever we are. Um, providing bulk foods uh, to families in need, providing uh, uh, health remedies for these things that are causing such damage in our society, like cancer and autism, um, which autism isn't even, you know, it's a spectrum. It's, it's not even really definable anymore in any normal terms. It, it's just, um, we're all going to be on it soon. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I've been told I'm autistic before because uh, uh, by a woman who used to, uh, uh, watch, uh, autistic kids for a living. And, um, she told me you're autistic. I said, Oh, I don't think so. I feel socially, I feel socially yeah. capable. I, I don't get lost in one, one thing. I don't do all this. She said, no, you're definitely autistic. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Are we all autistic then? That's where we're heading. So Maybe. my, my at least is, at least the normalization of it, you know, or yeah, maybe it's just that the term is expanding, like all the, the psychiatry terms, they're just expanding to envelop all of us to say we're all ill all the time. You have bipolar or you, you're, uh, you're any number of things. I don't even know what they have today. You're depressed. That's a big one. All the depressed people and all the antidepressants, yeah. uh, killing themselves, uh, with their pharmaceutical, uh, death pills. But, um, but anyway, yeah, so this is a project that I, I think will actually um, be very successful because it's easy. 
You know, we put, um, you know, somebody buys a sticker and they know that some of that money is going to go toward feeding a family, giving toward uh, treatment for cancer, uh, giving toward treatment for microwave radiation um, or uh, going in toward um, buying a trust land that will hold in um, will hold as caretakers for um, people who want to come and enjoy havens of space. So as much money as comes in from doing this project or donations or whatever might come in from this or however it expands, um, we can buy more land. Uh, so my, my, my world is always thinking about um, in one, one aspect, when I see Bill Gates buying up all, all the farmland in the United States and Africa and wherever else, I think to myself, we should probably be buying farmland <clears throat> and not losing out on the opportunity. Um, and I know of plenty of land, uh, that's $5,000 for five acres in the United States that could easily be purchased and we can turn it into a, a haven for people who want to live free by putting it into a trust, getting the allotted titles, all the things that we can do that we all know about that I don't see very many people doing. So, um, that's a part of this as well. Although I think that's a very slow mover. We'd have to have like a million stores selling stickers before we could really get into buying land. But, um, but it's an idea and hopefully it generates people's donations as well. And, um, and all the money that comes in that's that we designate for the, the land idea is, um, just going to be stored away. And, uh, the more participants we have in the conversation, if people donate large, large amounts of money, that's, we want you in a conversation. We want to do this together. If we can all go in yeah. and purchase a, a large piece of land and then hold it as um, our own sort of reservation, yeah, in a sense, um, our own free land. Uh, not free as in free money, but freedom land. Yeah, where we can where we can create what we want there as a community. And so many people are looking for that. And I know everybody. So often, so often, and I don't see it manifesting so much. Yeah, yeah, I've seen little pockets of it manifesting. Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, dude, I love your ambition. I love your all your vision, your projects. Um, it's it's inspiring. You're you're a man of my own heart. Like, just uh, looking. Okay, what can I do here? What can I do here? Like, taking on all these different things. I just love it, man. And it's 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 invigorating. It's invigorating. Just like having so many irons in the fire, and just the the vision and uh, what you're trying to accomplish is all positive, healthy things that are gonna make this world a better place. So I just can't. Thank you and encourage you enough. Um, please, I want you to come back and keep us posted and keep us updated about all of this as it goes. Um, let's let's stay in touch, like offline. I want to put you in touch with, like, you know, if there's any any other podcast, like, let's get you on some more podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if there's anybody you want me to put you in touch with, like, let me know, dude. I feel like Ricky Verandas would be a good one because he's kind of like the, uh, the the the, the kind of networking hub. Like he'll he'll help you get plugged in with a lot of people. So let's just let's just uh I just I just reached out to him about the newspaper the other day. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 get like yeah. So anyway, anything I can do to help in that regard, just let me know if there's anybody you need to get in touch with, let me know. And I just Hey, I'm 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 available to okay. spread the word about this to okay. anybody who wants to hear me talk. I'm really right. open and cool. um I don't always have all the time, but if it's scheduled um, you know, if I have a little bit of time, like yeah. like what we what we did, you know, it gave me time to um really be prepared you know uh, and it's funny because like uh because this will go out on band.video right and i i made the thumbnail for this episode like i i 
I could have put like Liberty Uncentered, like like and I kind of geared it more towards the microwave radiation warfare. So like a lot more people on Bandot video will click on it because they love all their like fear porn type stuff. So like, oh, this is a great like Bandot video thumbnail. So we'll get a lot of traffic from there. Hopefully, some people will plug in. And <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's kind of like, I was thinking like three steps ahead on that one. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, right on, dude. Well, thank you so much, man. You guys, all the links are in the descriptions. Go please, uh, go hit up Corey. Make sure you get his book right here, Unveiling a Better World. Make sure that you uh, support all of his endeavors. And uh, I just can't wait, man, to see like this thing start to take off. And I can't wait to have some, uh, some, you know, delivery person delivering that newspaper to my mailbox. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's some 14 year old kid who's ambitious and wants to, wants to yep. do something. Oh, and, you know uh, what it is too. It's like, cool. I've got, I've, I've started talking to some other folks who are developing like homeschool curriculum in a big, that's Brett Pike, uh, the classical learner, classical learner.com. Uh, he's, uh, he, he develops homeschool curriculum and I did an episode with him a few episodes back, dude, you should totally check it out. Cause he's freaking amazing. And, uh, his whole curriculum is centered towards like entrepreneur skills, like teaching your five-year-old, like how to take photographs with the camera and then taking that picture and maybe doing some graphic design. And by the time he's six and seven, eight, he's already done like a hundred woodworking projects and all this stuff, dude, like that's what their curriculum is based on. And so it sounds like it's right out of, uh, uh, Gatto's books. So, yes, it's all very much based on Gatto's, Gatto's yeah. principles. And so therefore, like we could have like a legion of these like homeschool kids delivering like truth newspapers. Part ah, of their, man, that's so perfect. So there's integration, uh, integration possibilities here. So, all right, man. Well, thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate you. Uh, one, I really one, appreciate one, you coming on, man. And then uh, breaking this all down for us and let's stay in touch and just keep, keep going. All right. Yep. And if anybody's interested, I'll be on the, uh, I think his name is Horve, um talk show, TNT Live. Oh, yeah, yeah. Havore, uh, Havore Morich. I've been Havore, on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Havore, so, badass, dude. I love that. TNT Radio Live. live. Yep. I'll be, doing, I'll be doing that tomorrow if anybody's interested in hearing okay, me. Cool. cool. And, there's, so. and there, was there was a link on your website earlier when I went there, but I guess for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. It's yeah, It's yeah. been up and down. Um, It'll get fixed eventually. I'll have it. I'll have it worked out. But. All right, all right, dude. Well, thank you so much, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, all right. Everybody, listen, brother. Everybody listening, everybody watching, Rebunk.news for all the links to the show. Please share and support. Head, head over to the T Lab Substack, T Labs, T L A V, T L A Vagabond All right, guys. Peace. All right, there.